Hi, this is MJ. Welcome to episode three of Suddenly Sober. I had totally planned on this episode three being an interview with my friend Missy that um, I had mentioned in my last episode and um, had all my questions lined up, was totally ready to do this interview. And then um, we had a little scheduling glitch. Uh, Missy's a teacher and had to get ready for her school year and that was just a hectic time so we put it on pause and then I went to uh, I went out of town for a few days and so during that time though um, I had some second thoughts about how I wanted to proceed with this podcast or if I wanted to proceed with it at all reason being is I started questioning whether or not I wanted to continue an AA and if you've listened to my first two episodes, you'll know that uh, my story about how I stumbled in there at the request of my doctor, and I never really planned to go, but I was very intrigued by it, and I found it helpful, Um, and really started uh, working through the steps and getting a sponsor and all of that. All the while, I think in the back of my mind, I had been a little bit uncomfortable though with parts of it and before I start this podcast which probably will be a little all over the place but my thoughts are a little bit jumbled at the moment um, before I go any further I, I do want to reiterate that this is my own personal private thoughts and kind of verbal journal And that is in no way associated with any kind of recovery or endorsement of any recovery or um, speaking out against any kind of recovery. This is my journey and I'm sharing it. So having said that, um, I started having second thoughts about whether or not it was for me. And while I was out of town, I... I think I had come to the decision that it probably wasn't for me. I had not um, told my sponsor this and um, it was just something I had been thinking about and I guess I might as well explain why but um, I first want to kind of revisit what it was like when I went in. Um, Going back I think I mentioned that didn't want to go back to my doctor and say I hadn't checked out a meeting and so in the early stages of um, yeah I think it was my first month maybe of sobriety I went into a meeting I found an all-women's meeting I was super uncomfortable going into any meeting at all and I drove by a couple and I thought no way I don't want to go in there it looks scary Um, but you know the unknown is scary and you hear these stories and some of them are gnarly I'm not gonna lie I've been to quite a few now and um, some are gnarlier than others they get very real and nothing wrong with that I like authentic and real but um, I think for me I felt more comfortable sharing or, or experiencing it with fellow women and I found a women's meeting in my neighborhood and so very tentatively walked in and I was like can I be here? Is it okay if I'm here? And, you know, I looked up meetings online and there's a lot of different kinds. There's closed meetings and open meetings and there is 
all men meetings or women's meetings there's beginner meetings this one I don't think it was a beginner meeting but they do have them in this group however I walked in and they invited me to sit down and I was just there to listen and wanted to be a fly on the wall and be invisible and just see what it was about well what what happened was that you know I I got through the hour just listening um, and at the end of the meeting they asked people what happens is and every meeting is a little different some 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 AA meetings recognize you know over 10 years of sobriety or over five years or over a year or over 18 months this particular one um, really was uh, put a fine point on it down to one year 11 months 10 months nine months and they really recognize these milestones which I think is great anyway they got down to one month and I kind of tentatively raised my little hand and had never been there before and they all clapped for me and invited me up to get a chip and I was super embarrassed and I never planned to even make myself known or say anything and I didn't say anything I just got a chip and a hug and sat down and I thought okay um, that happened and um, then when the meeting was over you know everyone shares not everyone shares people that want to share share um, and I'm not going to go into the whole what a meeting's like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I will. But I'm trying to make a larger point here about where I am in this process. Anyway, at the very end, people who have not shared are invited to introduce themselves. And what happens is they go around the room and anyone who hasn't shared during the meeting says, I am so-and-so. I'm an alcoholic. I am so-and-so. I'm an alcoholic, I'm so-and-so, I'm an addict alcoholic, or whatever your case may be. So it got to me, and at this point, I never planned or thought about identifying as an alcoholic, really, at all. I knew I had gotten to a point where I was drinking too much, and I was going to explore the program at the request of my doctor, and... I had been curious about it at different points too, so I'm not going to say it was all that was the only reason, but there was nothing that made me think that I am that label and I was I was super uncomfortable with that label. I still am. Because I think that there's and I and I've read a lot about this as well, but I think that word is so off-putting. It it really has an association with it that is still prevalent in our culture that that associates it with a really a person who's hit this rock bottom point in their life and their life is completely unmanageable and and that's actually one of the tenets of AA is, is stating in the very beginning that your life has become unmanageable well my life wasn't unmanageable and I just like to party a lot and I was relying on it too much and and, and it got out of hand and out of my comfort zone and so but the but the term alcoholic was just uh, not a term I I felt like I wanted to associate with I think there is a gray area drinker and I think it's 
a huge part of the drinking population. But that term alcoholic is very black and white to in my mind. So I never planned to call myself Beth, but I felt like I guess I should. And so I said, I'm MJ, I'm an alcoholic. And that's the first time I've ever said that. Well, I got this big round of applause and all these hugs and people came up to me after the meeting with a with a big book, which is the original, you know, it's a big blue book that's written in the 30s by the founders of AA and they really haven't changed the language much. Um, it still sounds like it was written by men in the 30s, but that's a whole nother podcast. Anyway, I was, I felt very welcomed and, um, you know, everyone wrote their numbers down and if I needed anything and I was soon to be going to an event for several days that was a big um, motorcycle rally, lots of drinking involved and I mentioned that to them and they're like, if you need anything, you know, don't hesitate to call us, which I found so amazing. Uh, this group of women who I didn't know, never met me, they just are so available and reach out and they, uh, you know, it's like if you're in a pool and you are drowning and there's all these hands to reach out and help you and I think that was just so um, amazing. It might put some people off having people rush up to them after a meeting and it's certainly a little overwhelming but I think it's pretty fabulous that a group of people would be so there for each other and that is something that um, I just think is quite uh, phenomenal about the program and the people in it. Um, at any rate, um, to continue, I went to a few more meetings and thought, you know, I think I, think I want to try this. Um, I'm really not sure what that word if that matters so much as what I could get out of the program. And that's really was my approach to it. It was, I'll say that I'm this, but I don't know that I want to call myself that. I don't, I don't like what it implies. I don't know that I really want to ever stop completely drinking. I think I might. And at times that was my plan. Um, certainly to cut down and kind of get to the bottom of how it got so out of control in the first place. And I really felt and still kind of feel in some ways that it's a really good exploration of your history and your history with alcohol and, and your, you know, maybe the things and events in your life that led you to this point. And so, um, you know, the thought of, well, you know, this is a this could be a really interesting way of exploring some deeper issues and working through these steps and getting a sponsor. And, you know, one of the things that I really wanted um, out of the program and that I really feel is was uh, so true is that it's a fellowship and it's, you know, associating with other people that don't drink. And I said this before, and I meant it, and I will say it again. If you decide to be sober, you need other sober, sober people in your life. And um, this is a great fellowship, probably any 12-step. I don't have any other experience with any other, but it's an amazing group of people. So supportive, um, just incredibly supportive. And I loved that about AA.
So I started down the path of, I got a sponsor and she was the first person I actually met after a meeting, super sweet, and started the process of the steps. I got through part of step four and this is when I've sort of decided I didn't want to go anymore. Not because the steps are difficult, but they are. Step four is tough. But um, really because, I, I don't know, I, I really just, I don't know that I felt completely fully committed. There were times, and, and I don't want to say too much because I don't want anyone to get the idea that I, I don't appreciate the program. Um, it did feel a little at times kind of all or nothing to me. One of the things that um, I'm just going to say right now, and this isn't why I'm not going, but um, I decided when I was when I was out of town that I wanted to have a mimosa when I was making um, breakfast tacos one morning. And, you know, I think that after three months I felt really leveled out. And I thought, you know, I don't feel the same need to have it anymore or have it on a regular basis. And maybe three, or actually it was almost four months. It's been almost four months. Maybe that's not long enough to be able to make that call, but it was a decision I wanted to make and decide for myself. And I really don't love this idea that in AA, you have to completely start over counting. That counting, you know, is valuable super big milestones that are really difficult really difficult and getting to three months two months one month those are not easy so I do not discount that in any way shape or form I simply thought I don't know that I'm I really am fully invested enough to do this go have a mimosa go back start it one again and feel ashamed of that or feel like I need to start over and what a mountain I have to climb again because that's not the mental place I found myself. And so I had that mimosa and I certainly don't regret it. I had um, a birthday, I had a drink at a birthday th dinner the other night and I, was, I feel fine. Um, I think about it a lot though before I do and I think is this something I can have without feeling like I need to go go overboard or can I monitor and you know some people will say you can't monitor it's going to be difficult and I've said that I've said that on the on this podcast you know I like I said I'm all over the place and maybe that isn't a place to be to make that call of whether or not I should continue or not continue but it's where I find myself right now and so anyway getting back to the AA um, I went for quite a few weeks you know, and they say, keep coming back. It works if you work it and it's worth it. And, and I do believe that that's true. And I think it's helped millions of people. But for myself, I, all I can say for me personally was that there were times that I didn't feel so great when I left because I felt weighed down by that, um, label and maybe I'm putting too much importance on that but that was my feeling personally and I wasn't 
entirely sure that I wanted to continue down that road because it felt for me that it would take up my whole life and my whole identity and I don't want that to be the case and I don't feel that that's the case so I felt you know I could change my mind I don't know this is I'm being very raw and very honest in this podcast and so you know if if I don't want to you know by any means upset or piss anyone off that might have different ideas I feel I felt like if I disagreed or decided to have a drink that I would be called out for being in denial or you know that I really hadn't faced my problem and you know that's not my feeling about myself and maybe that's me putting uh, something on um, the program that it doesn't even exist but anyway I don't want to beat this horse to death I just felt that I didn't want to continue right now and um, so I'm not I do still hope to maintain friendships with some of the women I met because they're fabulous women and I love a supportive group of women I don't know what I'd do in my life without them but I do plan to you know my alcohol use has gone completely uh, done a 180 I hope that continues that's my that's my plan whether or not that I don't know I can't predict the future but I really had hesitation about continuing to even do this podcast if I wasn't going to really continue down the path of talking about AA and the, and the concepts and all of that because really, you know, what's the point? I was only three months in and I think there's others that could do that better. Um, I could talk about my first few visits, um, certainly, and what it did do for me. But I feel like if I, if I, this was where my battle kind of came in internally was that if I talked about that and then I ended up not doing it, what does that say about the program? I feel like it's a great program that I would, I would recommend and me, me deciding not to continue doesn't change that opinion of, of AA at all. So I feel like you know, I guess I want to summarize it by saying that it really filled a need for me at the time that I was in it and it was a short time and maybe people would disagree and say that I should continue to go, but it isn't what I want to do. Um, I don't plan to continue drinking. Um, I don't know if I'll ever have another drink again. I might have one socially once in a while. So that's where I find myself today. And I just want to be honest about that. Um, certainly open to anyone else's ideas of how they want to live their life and their experience with this but interestingly as I was considering this you know whether I wanted to do this recording today or not I was happened to be listening to a podcast in my car by Jonathan Van Ness and if you don't know him oh my god he's so fabulous from Queer Eye I adore him and he has a, a really fun and informative podcast because he's a curious guy. It's called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And girl, if you have not listened to it, go listen to him. He's so funny and he's so 
he's a very enlightened guy, but he's so hilarious and loving and sweet. And God, go watch Queer Eye too, because it's it'll move you to tears and it'll make you laugh, make you laugh, make you cry. Um, but anyway, he's got a lot of other projects going on. He's quite a talented guy. Or girl, as I guess maybe he would want me to call him. But anyway, he, if we were good friends, um, life goals. Anyway, he ha- happened to have interviewed a couple of weeks ago a guy, a doctor, shouldn't say a guy, he's, a, he's a, an esteemed doctor, Dr. Adi Jaffe, I think that's how you say his name, A-D-I-J-A-F-F-E, called, and the, the title of the podcast is called, Why is Abstinence Still Being Used to Treat Addiction? Now, I am not going to recommend one method or the other, but it definitely was another side of the coin of whether you know, full abstinence or full immersion and denial is a way for everybody to treat their either addiction or, you know, problem drinking or, or whatever, or drug use. So it was, I would invite you to go listen to that because they can say it much better than I can, but it was an interesting flip side to um, this that made me feel like I could speak out about this, that I could be another voice on that side of it. Because if there's one thing I've discovered through this journey, you're all over the place. You know, your mind is constantly swirling with, should I do it this way? Should I do it this way? You know, I definitely identify with those blogs and podcasts that I mentioned in the beginning. By the way, I do recommend you check them out. Some of them would be the Bubble Hour, I would say the old home podcasts with Holly Whitaker and um, Laura McCowan. Uh, they don't produce it anymore, but there's a lot of old episodes that are really, really good. Also, Recovery Elevator, there's a bunch of them. But love the Bubble Hour. It's one of my favorites. Um, anyway, uh, Jonathan Maness and his interview sort of made me think that yeah, I have just as much right as anybody to talk about my journey and the way it's going down. So again, I feel the need to say I am not recommending any any method to anybody. But I have decided that I think I will continue this. And I kind of want to talk about some other things too. Um, I think I maybe you want to talk about that I had a sober date I actually had two of them in the last couple of weeks and that was like a milestone for me to a go get ready for a date without having a cocktail or three first without having three or four at dinner and you know getting out of feeling like I was out of you know control or not out of control but maybe saying or doing things I normally wouldn't do um and maybe not making the best impression, um, but I had a fantastic time. Um, you know, this is probably not something that's going to continue a lengthy period of time. This guy is super young, adorable, completely adorable. Um, he looks like a young Kyle Chandler. Oh my God, so dreamy. Um, too young for me, but why not? You know, he's the first guy that's asked me out properly, like a real date instead of just wanting to hang, you know, like most guys I meet, um, or calling you the middle of the night. What's up? Um, rather texting you. 
was up or you up. I mean, that's, if that's our version of dating now, no, thank you. I'll stay home with my Netflix, but this guy did. And I had a great time. He took me to dinner. I didn't drink. He had a couple drinks. Didn't bother me. Um, I mean, the date ended at a reasonable hour. He took me home. It was good. That's my first date in years without drinking. And it was good. It was really fun. And I found conversation easy and enjoyable. And, you know, despite our decades difference in age, or maybe because of it, I'm probably pretty immature at heart. So might have been a good match. But <laughs> anyway, um, I just wanted to throw that out there, you know, that there's experiences to be had sober that are still new to me. And that was a big one. Um, you know, we went to a movie the other night. It was so cool to have an old fashioned movie date, you know, on a summer weekend night, get out of the hot sun and go to a dark theater and sit and watch an action movie. I felt like I was back in the eighties. It was so cool and no drinks and sweet goodnight kiss at the end. It was great. And so I'm really grateful to have had that experience as my first, you know, two times dating without drinking. And it was very much a good reinforcement to me at how sweet it could be. And that I don't need to get wasted. I don't need to get lubed up, you know, and ready and all that. It just, if anything, it made me think, oh, you know, what kind of impression have I been making, you know, in the past? So it definitely gave me courage to do that again and it increased my confidence better than any drink could have so I do think that there's things to talk about and you know at some point God willing I will get to have sex again soon <laughs> I hope and that'll be a whole nother experience you know I don't know how much detail I will go into about that but I suspect it won't be as scary as I think. And, you know, I've done it in the past. It's just been a really long time. So, um, you know, I do think that there's, you know, there's going to be some things to talk about. And I don't know. I might take this in a di different direction entirely. But I might have to change the name to Suddenly Sober-ish. So I don't mislead anybody. But... Anyway, that's what I'm doing. Uh, feel free to, you know, reach out if you have any comments. I'm not yet sure how to do this on this platform, but um, I'll figure it out and I'll let you know. But I wanted to be honest about where I am and just check in. So thanks for listening if you've made it this far. And I love and care about you. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.